you have to ask yourself, where am I not taking any action? Where am I frozen? Is this inaction based in fear? If so, how can I be seen? How can I allow myself to start taking action? Are your big dreams sitting on the shelf collecting dust? Do you second guess yourself or question how you would handle it if you tried and it didn't work out? Listen, what is the cost of not going for it? Welcome to the Crazy Confidence Coach Podcast. My name is Heather Edwards. I'm a master certified life coach. If you've been looking for a blueprint for how to stop being a paralyzed perfectionist, this is for you. I'll share how to uncover what is keeping you from doing what you really want to do, bridging the gap between who you are and who you want to be. We will tackle how to use mind management to get rid of negative thinking, procrastination, and anxiety. Along the way, I'll sprinkle in a little inspiration to keep you motivated. One thing is for sure, you will come away more confident and ready to do whatever you put your mind to. Let's do this. Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode of 2024 of the Crazy Confidence Coach Podcast. This is episode eight. How fear is keeping you from being confident and reaching your big goals. In 2023, you laughed, you cried, and probably said a few goodbyes. You probably went to work to make money and pay bills or take vacations. Maybe you have a little extra money put aside, or maybe you're just getting by. You probably had one or two surprises, some of them were good, and maybe several of them were bad. You made time for family and friends. At times, you probably weren't just enjoying your life. And most likely you have things that happen in your life you would like to change. Believe it or not, most of this, if not all of this, is what other people around you are experiencing too. It's this journey we call life. The magic of life is how much of it we get to create. Yep, create. Did you know if you want to experience life differently, it comes down to just making different decisions. The key to making decisions is to know how and why we are making the decisions we are making. When you went through episode four and episode five to plan out your year, you uncovered a few things that you really want to do or do differently. In your heart, you know you want to lose weight or maybe you want to ask for a raise or connect more deeply with your spouse. Stop yelling at your kids, leave the job you have been in, and find one that's in more alignment with your core values. Or you just want to take a little more time for self-care and stop people-pleasing. That's me. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Could it be fear stopping you from doing what you want to do? If you're trying to lose weight, are you scared of not feeling fulfilled with the foods you can or cannot eat? Or maybe you just don't want to work out in fear of being sore or uncomfortable. If you want to get that big raise, but you're afraid to go ask your boss. Maybe you fear your boss saying no. Or maybe you fear your boss saying yes, because you would feel more compelled to stay when you know you should leave. Maybe you want to connect more deeply with your spouse, but you're afraid of the rejection you would feel if they aren't wanting the same. Maybe you want to stop yelling at your kids, but you fear not knowing how to get them to take action without yelling. Maybe you have a great job, but you aren't feeling fulfilled and fear leaving the job because a new one may or may not be any better. Or maybe you fear leaving because you need to pay your bills. Maybe you're afraid of not being able to make as much money doing what you love. 
Maybe you want to stop being a people pleaser and desperately need to take time for self-care, but fear being viewed as selfish. There is one problem with fear. When we don't understand fear, it can defeat us even before we get started. It kills our confidence. It kills our ability to take action on the big desires we have in our lives. Fear is so useful when we're taking a walk in the woods and we see a bear. Your brain protects you from walking up to the bear and trying to pet him. Immediately, your brain goes on high alert and adrenaline floods your body. Your body is built to have an immediate and a visceral response to fear. But do you realize that this same fear reaction can be happening for you for things like your big, big goals and dreams? Fear begins in the amygdala and is activated by perceived danger. This is your brain's way of keeping you safe. Notice I said perceived danger because the brain doesn't really differentiate between real and perceived dangers. Again, it is your brain's job to protect you. Did you know that research shows that when the fear response is activated, it slows down other processes in your body? Some research has found that muscles in your body can actually go completely limp or you can physically freeze and not move a muscle. Not being able to scream is a perfect example of this. I experienced this once myself and it was completely terrifying. When I was younger, I would make fun of people on scary movies that didn't scream before the scary monster came out. I would mock the movie saying how unreal it was. I believed that screaming would have saved them from whatever scary creature jumped out and got them. I didn't realize that in a real situation, the inability for you to scream was a real possibility. And when it happened to me, I was shocked. This is why it can be difficult to make rational decisions where we have a fear response. By becoming more aware of what you're fearing and the responses and practicing a little mind management around your fear, you can increase your confidence and you will find that you take action more often on your big ideas, goals, and dreams. Most importantly, this awareness and mind management helps you become skilled at making decisions, not using fear alone. Stick with me here. I'm not talking about the type of fear that happens when you encounter a bear or a wolf. I'm not talking about the fear you have when you're in an airplane and it begins to take a dive toward the earth at a 45 degree angle for no apparent reason. I've had that experience as well on a trip from Hawaii to Maui and I can tell you managing that fear is much, much different than managing the fear we create around everyday behaviors and actions that we want or need to take. Let's dig in a little bit more to fear. Fear often leads to these four responses, flight, fight, fawn, or freeze. Once you understand these responses, you will begin to notice them in yourself and in others reacting to different situations in life. Take time to learn how to manage your own mind when you notice yourself having one of the responses. Over time, you will become more and more skilled at not having a predetermined fear response. You will learn how to make more rational choices that propel you to a more desired future. Please keep in mind, I'm not discussing fear in a dangerous situation. Mostly when we discuss the responses that we'll talk about today, I'm discussing them from the idea that you are primarily safe, but you find yourself in a situation that quote unquote feels unsafe. Often you don't even recognize that you're in a fear response. Let's talk about four ways your brain responds to fear. 
The first way we often respond to fear is through fight. When fight shows up as your fear response, most of us are pretty familiar with that idea of fighting. We've had fights with our parents or our siblings or maybe even people at work. Arguing arguing for or against something can have an underlying desire to avoid something we fear. The next time you find yourself in an argument with a coworker, spouse, family member, or friend, check in with yourself. Is there something I'm afraid of? Often arguments based on I'm right and you are wrong are based out of fear of some kind. It could simply be the fear of being wrong. You could simply quote unquote feel unsafe for some reason and not even be able to pinpoint the reason why. This can feel like you are defending yourself. Defensiveness can often be a fear response as well. You just have to be willing to look deeper into why you're responding to someone or something in the manner you are responding. This can be helpful when you notice someone else is responding in this way to you. You may take a step back and ask yourself, is there something they have fear around? Am I creating a safe space for them? When you experience the response of fight from fear, you will often feel threatened and have intense angry feelings. Understand that this can be super helpful when something is really a danger to us, but when the threat is merely perceived, it simply isn't helpful. Then let's move on to flight. Flight showing up as a fear response. I'm not talking about boarding a plane with Southwest to your favorite destination here. Although this works as a flight response, as you'll find out. It's getting far away from the danger that you are perceiving so you don't have to deal with it. This may look like not wanting to talk about a problem or not addressing an issue. Flight is the sense that the danger can be avoided by outrunning it. Think about how your body reacts kind of when you hear a loud crash. Initially, your body tries to flee the scene. In those first few seconds, your brain takes over and wants you to move your body as far away as possible to avoid being hurt or harmed. Again, this is amazing. Our bodies are amazing. However, when you're avoiding an action and sitting on your phone for hours instead of doing what is uncomfortable to move you toward your goals, this behavior is not helpful. Not only is it not helpful, but it's killing your confidence and it's preventing you from building confidence. Notice when someone else you know wants to talk about a difficult topic and you want to avoid it, you are most likely having a fear response. Your fear being uncomfortable, or maybe you fear being wrong. Dig into your thoughts and what you might be fearing when you see yourself in flight mode. When your first reaction is, can we just talk about this later? Or can we talk about something else? Ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Okay, freeze as a fear response. This one is so fascinating to me. If you really think about this response, it's probably way more widely happening than we even realize. Fear of the unknown can keep you in a freeze response. For instance, you may have a big goal or dream you want to work toward, but your fear of what you don't know just keeps you in the freeze response mode. Maybe you're learning a new computer program and you just keep avoiding it because you don't know what to expect. Here, you just freeze. I read an article stating that some theories believe the freeze response is our brain's attempt to avoid detection. You see an animal where they just freeze like mid-step and their foot's up, one foot's up and one foot's down. That's kind of what comes to my mind. I kind of had to laugh out loud at this idea because it's so true. Have you ever had a dream or goal that you didn't share with anyone else? You just kept it inside? 
you know, if you're really, really, really careful, nobody will see it or hear about it and you won't feel compelled to take action. Do you see where I'm going with this? You have to ask yourself, where am I not taking any action? Where am I frozen? Is this inaction based in fear? If so, how can I be seen? How can I allow myself to start taking action? Then we look at fawn. Fawn as a fear response or fawning is simply your brain helping you do whatever it takes to please the threat to your safety. When you consider cases where someone has been taken against their will and they survived years and years of abuse, this is the tactic that they've used. They're using their brain as a protective mechanism for survival. On a less threatening level in your life every day, you might just be doing something you don't want to do because it keeps your boss happy or your spouse happy or your parents happy. Maybe it just isn't in alignment with who you are or who you want to be, but you just keep doing it to please other people. Again, you just need to ask yourself, am I behaving in this way because I'm in fear of something? Are you in fear of the response from someone else? a consequence that'll happen? If so, you can spend some time to decide if this is the behavior that you want to change or if you're willing to change it. Fear is one of the most amazing and most protective things we feel as humans. Animals feel fear as well, but as humans, we can set ourselves apart by learning to feel the fear and understand it. Fear means you're alive and you're well, and you might even meet a person or two that push themselves to feel fear by jumping out of airplanes or pushing themselves to walk on fire. You will talk to these same individuals after they do this type of activity and they feel on top of the world. Matter of fact, I did this myself. When I was 19, I jumped out of an airplane going skydiving and I literally thought I could do anything after that. These people who are adrenaline junkies or learning to be alive and conquering their fears, they feel like any obstacle put in their way is just that it's an obstacle, but they just are able to overcome it. If we learn how to manage our minds around our fears, we can do so much more than we do now. The first step is recognizing our own fears and knowing our responses to our fears. Here are a few common fears. Maybe you share them, maybe not, and maybe you have other ones, but we'll talk about some common fears. One common fear, pain just general pain. When I get a shot, I lament forever about it. And the actual experience literally takes less than five seconds. The needle goes in, they take your blood or whatever you're doing. Maybe you're getting flu shot or something. All the anxiety that I have prior to getting that shot, because I have a little fear of needles, all that time that I waste in energy and my body being completely under the fear response is much worse than me just taking the five seconds of needle time and being done with it. That fear is so much worse than the actual pain it causes. Another fear, not having enough, enough money, enough food, enough stuff. Many people have a fear of not having enough. Another common fear is not being liked. We are communal beings. Not being liked is by nature something we must do to survive. Study after study show that we live longer when we have social connections. So this fear is natural. Fear of the unknown. The uncertainty of the unknown is extremely powerful for some people. Paralyzing, in fact. People who fear the unknown can have high levels of anxiety and feel completely out of control. 
fear of starting or having a conversation. This is often based in a fear or the response of someone not liking you or just general self-consciousness. Fear of meeting someone new. Similar to starting conversations, it can just be self-consciousness or just having a fear of response. One of the most common Fears is speaking in front of others. One study showed that approximately 75% of all people fear speaking in front of others. That's incredible. The next common fear is being wrong. We go to great lengths to quote unquote not be wrong. The idea of being wrong brings up all the feelings of not enoughness or inadequacy or lack of intelligence and other thoughts that are just simply detrimental. The reality is, if you're always right, what are you learning? Next, being bored. Yes, this is a thing. Ever meet someone who can't just be, they can't sit still for a few minutes with their own thoughts without stimulation of some sort. Then you have fear of being uncomfortable. This is probably the single most fear I see in my coaching practice. Most people do anything they can to not be uncomfortable whether it means exploring feelings, doing a workout, or having a difficult conversation. Most people go out of their way to avoid being uncomfortable. Actually, most of our lives are built around it. Just go turn on your TV, look at all the ads, what are they selling? Ways to solve your problem, and usually that problem includes being uncomfortable somehow. What are your fears? There are endless fears that we all encounter. The most important thing about them is how we manage them. If we're trying to avoid feeling fear, there's a good reason. So let's look at what we're actually avoiding by avoiding what we fear. What is the physical manifestation of fear? First, your heart rate increases. Your breathing rate increases. You may get flushed. There is a rush of blood to your face or to the rest of your body so you can react in a more efficient manner. Stress hormones are released, things like cortisol and adrenaline. Blood pressure increases. Your cerebral cortex, the area of your brain that is responsible for reasoning and judgment, is shut down. You can have sweating or sweating can be induced in your body. It can slow down your digestive system. You also have dilated pupils, muscles tighten, and your hair can literally stand on end. Imagine you're sitting in a scary movie. I personally dislike scary movies. You could say I have a fear of being feeling scared and All the things I just listed above are just part of the reason I feel this way. Most people don't run out of the movie. If you're like me, you just cover your eyes. Yes, I know I'm a grown woman, but I still close my eyes. Most people can sit through the movie and acknowledge it's just a movie and stay and see through the whole movie. They have learned to manage their mind around the movie. In this case, it's usually just convincing your brain that the perceived threat isn't real. The reality is that most of our perceived threats in our daily lives are created by our brains. I'm not saying our fears are not real. I'm just offering something different to consider. Imagine being able to take action even when you're feeling fear and doing it anyway. Going for that big thing you want that you have fear around. What would change in your life? What would you do today that you have been putting off? Fear is healthy. If we didn't experience fear, we would most likely be an extinct population. We wouldn't know not to eat the pretty berries on the tree or most likely not need to go up and pet the bear or 
drive a million miles an hour every time we got behind the wheel of a car. But let me ask you this. How could you establish a different relationship with your fears? Will you embrace your fears and get intimate with them? Will you figure out a way to acknowledge them and go for it anyway? The more you do, the more action you'll take, the more goals and dreams you'll reach, and the more confidence you will build. Ultimately, the more you'll love your life. So let's go out and conquer our fears. Thank you so much for joining me. If you took away at least one little nugget of goodness that will help you grow your confidence, would you do me a huge favor? Will you pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review? By leaving that review, you help other people just like you find my podcast and you help me continue to bring quality tips and tools to the podcast. To be totally honest, I've yet to meet one person who doesn't have at least one area of their life that they could use a little crazy confidence boost. Hey, if you just want to fast track your crazy confidence journey, let's hop on a one-on-one call and figure out what's holding you back. I hope to see you next week. Love you big.